We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Podcast is presented to you by Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. Again, check them out this week 12 where we've got our baller contest back. It's $200,000 total prize pool, $20K going to first place, $10 entry. And remember, you can now mass multi-enter on Yahoo and you can do it using our lineup HQ tool over on rotogrinders.com. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the DFS OGs podcast right here on rotogrinders.com. Back to talk everything week 12 with my boys, my fellow OGs, Notorious and Head Chopper. Boys, how we doing? Week 11, Chop, how was it? Uh, how's everything going? Welcome in, my man. Everything's going fine. Week 11 was, uh, yeah, it was by far my worst week of the year. No, no doubt about that. I just... I airballed on everything, all the value running backs, you know, terrible, just terrible, man. I, I just didn't, wasn't a good week for me, but uh, it's all right. That's the beauty of it all is if you, if you're managing your bankroll properly and you're playing what you should play, then uh, you can always bounce back the next week because you didn't go all in on one weekend. That's it. I mean, you're going to have ups and downs. It's just part of the game and you may have long downs and long ups and it's, it's just, that's the way it goes. So very important. Uh, to balance that bankroll for sure. Notorious, week 11, any better for you, buddy? 
Yeah, not too much better. I was on a lot of the right plays, but just didn't have any in the same lineup. So, uh, yeah, not a great week for me. I actually spent my Sunday uh, Disney on ice with some friends and uh, their kids. So didn't have to uh, tilt too bad because I wasn't checking the scores all that often. Did you lose more in DFS or Disney on ice? Because uh, those tickets can't be cheap. Oh, man. Tickets and then the little light-up toys. Had to have one of those, obviously, $43 later or something. Yep. Oh, but, yeah. Good old Disney. Even You don't even have to be at damn Disney World. They find a way to hammer you either way. Yeah, uh, Disney Pop- Plus, Chop. Do we, we get something figured out on the Disney Plus? <laughs> I know that was an issue last week. I'm hoping I, eight I days literally, later we have a resolution. I mean, I have a resolution. I mean, I waited in that chat room for like eight hours. That uh, I just I just kept it up, and they never did respond. So I, I X'd it out. But, and then the next day I just went in and, and got a whole separate Hulu package and paid full, paid full price for it. I mean, and I'll sort it out later. But I, I really – yeah, I got it, man. And it, it what what they wanted to happen happened. They give you some of the free stuff to go along with it. So I get on Hulu and I'm I'm playing around, not thinking I'm ever going to even use Hulu. And I find a show and I just get addicted to it, man. So now I got to now I got to just binge it. So I had to pay the full price for Hulu for no commercials. All right, Don't leave us know, hanging. Got to know the show. Snowfall. Oh, this oh, is a this yeah. is a good show. This is a really good show, man. I'm, Absolutely, I'm, I'm FX, impressed. right? Yep. Oh yeah, I, that's one I'm uh, I've been watching as well. Great show there. There's another show on Hulu called Letter Kenny that people keep telling me to watch. Kind of kind of out there comedy, but uh, so I may have to do the Hulu as well. PlayStation View shutting down on me. I, I I switched to that. That was my streaming service, and got the email that uh, they're they're cutting the cord on that in January. So. Got to find me a new home for my viewing pleasure. Derek, <laughs> Disney Plus for you, or you haven't gone down that route yet? Yeah, don't tell anybody, but uh, I might have stolen my friend's login. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on, hey, that's I'm on Disney Plus there. now. Is, is your friend's name David, by a chance? Uh, <laughs> it's not. I, I mean, I have one of those, but uh, no, not top. Um, yeah, we like to just uh, – everyone signs up for, like, one service, just share the password. It works pretty good. There we go. Hopefully, uh, one of our seven listeners is not an executive uh, with Disney Plus or Netflix. <laughs> I mean, or... it's not hard to figure out my passwords. Username chop, password milf sixty nine. Year. I mean, <laughs> it's everything. I put that on everything, man. All right, you may be locked out of your stuff tonight. I'm gonna try to try to hack in there and uh, get me some Disney Plus. My kids have still not brought it up, so I'm not bringing it up either. But are locked into some Frozen Two tickets on opening night. So excited oh, yeah. about that. But that'll be my Friday, uh, spending one hundred two hundred dollars at the movie theater. So Ooh, we're going Thursday. Huh? Look at that <laughs> little little early release. I was told Friday it came out. So one other movie note: I, I saw that the Irishman looks outstanding, and I did not realize that was a Netflix only. The new Scorsese with uh, all, all the guy De Niro and Pacino. Have you guys seen that yet? I've seen a preview for it, so yeah, I'm, uh, that, that looks pretty good. Yeah, looks good. So that's on the, the to-do list as well. But we are here to talk football. We are in week 12, so not many weeks left. Uh, as always, we'll cover the main slate. As I always tell you guys, if you're looking for Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, tons of content over at Roto-Grinders to get you set on that. Next week, we will include the Thanksgiving slate, three-game slate. You know, everybody's excited for DFS on Thanksgiving, so we will include that in the analysis. So. Uh, make sure you tune in next week, as always. But let's dive into the games here, guys, on the main slate. Uh, look to turn the page. My week 11, solid. You know, it was high on Josh Allen, John Brown. That worked out. But, 
you know, Brian Hill was was a death blow for me. So uh, about a break-even week. So let's do better here in week 12. Opening game, hey, Denver and Buffalo, Derek. So uh, an interesting spot here. Do, do we go back to Josh Allen, John Brown? He's, he's going to draw some Chris Harris defense. So uh, maybe not the best spot there. And uh, Denver, we've seen the emergence of Cortland Sutton. We've seen Noah Fant start to great, get a role here. Tim Patrick, minimum price. Lindsey's starting to take control of the backfield. But any of these guys viable plays here in, in Buffalo? Yeah, pretty ugly game overall. One of the lowest totals on the board. Uh, for Denver, I just don't really trust Brandon Allen, so it's hard to trust his pass catchers, especially against a pretty good secondary. I know Devontae Parker pretty put up a pretty big game against Tredavious White, but half of those yards came on a play where he fell down. So uh, I still think he's one of the best corners in football, so don't really want to play Sutton. Uh, Tim Patrick at the min salary is certainly interesting. Um, you know, maybe take a shot on him in tournaments. And then last week, it kind of looked like uh, Lindsey broke out and, you know, he played more snaps of Freeman, got more touches. I'm uh, not sure if that's going to be something to – or that, you know, stands moving forward. But uh, it's certainly a better matchup than the passing game. The Bills are 27th in DVOA against the run. So, don't mind looking at Lindsey. Um, but for the most part, I mean, they have an implied total of 16 points. So, we shouldn't get carried away with the Broncos. Then for the Bills, tough matchup for them as well. Uh, Denver's up to ninth in total DVOA on the defensive side of the ball, 15th against the pass, 6th against the run. I know Singletary is kind of taking control of that backfield but hasn't really done a lot with it. Uh, Josh Allen, uh, I think he's fine, but he's priced up a little bit. And then John Brown's probably going to draw Chris Harris. So uh, not a lot to love here. I think I'll probably just play the Bills defense, and that's about it. All right, Chop, what do you got here, Broncos and Bills? Uh, I would um... – Similar, similar boat to, to Derek there. Um, not a lot to love on the Broncos. Don't like the sudden matchup. He's really exerting himself as a wide receiver one, but I don't like the matchup. I was actually eyeballing Philip Lindsay, who looks like he's getting the bulk of the work now in the Broncos' backfield. If you're going to beat Buffalo, you're probably going to beat him on the ground. So Philip Lindsay may be a guy we – and I hate using guys like this, but – Maybe a week to use him. So, and on the other side there, yeah, I don't like the matchup for the passing game here for Buffalo. Uh, so, you know, you could always get there. Josh Allen always has upside because of the running. And, uh, man, I tell you, one guy who burned me last week, he pretty much continues to burn me, is Devin Singletary. I keep waiting on that game where, all right, let's put Frank Gore on the back burner and let's let Singletary have it all now. And when, he, when, that, when that week happens, he's going to win somebody a lot of money. But – I just I keep on waiting and waiting in, so I don't know. I'm, I think I'll be I, I think I'll be out on him this week for the first time all year long. But uh, you know, except for those weeks he was injured, I wait. I'm waiting on that breakout game. It just hasn't happened, and I, I don't think it'll. Ha- and then I watch it happen this week when I fade him. But it's just the way it goes. But I can't wait any longer on him. Yeah, I agree. A talented guy. We've seen bursts, seen flashes, but uh, just haven't seen that massive game yet. And you know, I respect Denver's defense. So I don't know if this is a spot. Total kind of reflects that. So let's take a look there. 37 and a half. It actually opened at 35. Uh, so it's gotten some action moving up. Buffalo minus four at home, Chop. What do you think? I'm taking Buffalo at home here, minus the points. Uh, just feel, they feel like a better team. I know people are going to point to their competition and lack, lack of good competition, you know, being why the record is what it is but I think they're a better team and Denver uh I think they're playing a little bit over their head like like uh Notorious said the defense is playing real well but I think maybe they come back down to earth on the ground here yeah they may be devastated from last week I mean they were up 20 nothing I believe 23 nothing and end up losing that game in the fourth quarter basically at Minnesota so 
maybe you get a downtrodden Denver team, not much to play for. I'm going to lean the over here. I think both these teams can score. I do respect both defenses, but uh, pretty easy bar to get over there when it's 37 and a half. So I will take the over. Derek, what do you got? Yeah, this one's ugly. It feels like a field goal game to me, but I don't really want to play the Broncos on the road. So I'll take the Bills minus four, but don't feel great about it. All right, next game we got the Giants and the Bears, two teams uh, just, just disasters here with, with both of these teams. So uh, as far as Chicago goes, we'll see what they do. Is Trubisky hurt? Is he not? Does he just suck? It seemed like Nagy went over like, hey, dude, you're injured. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. You have a hip pointer. So we're going we're gonna to take you out of the game, put Chase Daniel in in the last, uh, last seven minutes of the game. So who knows what's happening there, but – I love this matchup with the Giants. I, I want to get excited about the passing game and, and Taylor Gabriel and his 14 targets and Robinson and Miller. And we go back to Montgomery and the Giants side, kind of the same thing. A lot of guys uh, in this game chop, but any guys stand out? Is this a game stack? Uh, are we going to get production in this game? Uh, Giants and Bears, what do you think? Yeah, nobody really stands out for me. Uh, on the Bears, I – I'd like to play Chase Daniel if he's a starter, but then you look at the salary and it was it's only a hundred bucks cheaper than Trubisky, and I certainly wouldn't have played Trubisky, I don't think. So I don't I don't think even Chase Daniel's that much of an option. But I mean maybe you take a stab at Montgomery, but the dream matchups is the ones where he's crap in the bed and the bad matchups is the ones where he's actually done pretty good. So I don't even know if I want to go that Allen Robinson, maybe, but then who's throwing him the ball. That's going to be the big factor. I don't know if I trust Trubisky too much. And so I don't know, man, Chicago's offense just doesn't look all that good right now. And on the flip side, I don't want to go with a giants player on the road against still a tough defense when maybe we might get some guys back. We might get Ingram back. I don't know what Sterling Shepard might, that's going to, take away from that, that concentrated pass receiving core that we've had the last couple of weeks. So I don't know. This, this game may be a DFS fade for me. Yeah, it's tough. It's almost like you have too many options. Like you said, you know, if Shepard comes back, we'll see about Ingram it is not sounding great there, but you know, that takes away from Slayton. Uh, Golden Tate's been solid. Can we go back to Barkley, Derek? I mean, a lot of questions in this game. <laughs> Yeah, definitely a lot of questions. I kind of agree with Chop. Don't really love the game as a whole. Uh, Barkley coming off of that one-yard game against the Jets. Uh, he's a little bit cheaper than he normally is, and the Bears have struggled against the run since losing to Keem Hicks, but don't feel great about it. And uh, for the passing game, Evan Ingram and Red Elson both sat out Wednesday's practice. Sterling Shepard did practice, but still in the concussion protocol. So we just got to take a wait-and-see approach there. I uh, don't mind Golden Tate since he'll be running his – Browse from the slot, but uh, pretty ugly game uh, as far as the Giants go. None of the Bears, it's not much better. Uh, I think I would prefer, you know, Chase Daniel back there, at least prefer his receivers if he is back there. Allen Robinson, we know he's got a big play upside. Uh, we know Anthony Miller, 11 targets last week, uh, season high in snaps as well. He's only 4,200, so don't look at him in tournaments, but uh, can't trust his backfield right now. Last week, uh, Cohen out-snapped Montgomery. So, yeah, it's just an ugly game all around. Maybe just take a shot on the Bears' defense. Yeah, I mean, Gabriel for me is the guy. The Giants have been bad against the deep ball, 20-yard, 40-yard passes. Uh, they're amongst the worst in the league. So, uh, I think if anybody – I like the points on Anthony Miller for sure. Uh, kind of along the same lines, a cheap option here. Uh, don't know about stacking the game, any of that. There are a lot of options, but uh, not many that are really standing off. But Taylor Gabriel for me. Uh, line, we got Bears minus six and a half, 40 and a half on that total, Derek. Give me the under. Under 40 and a half, old man under for the young man. Chop, what do you got? 
Yeah, I, I need to know who my starting quarterback is on Chicago. So, as of for the purposes of this show, I'm going to have to pass on this game. All right, I'm going to take the Giants. I, I don't think the Bears are good enough to be six and a half point favorites, <laughs> even against a team like the Giants. So, uh, feels like too many points. So, I will take the road underdog. All right, next game. How much better, guys? Uh, not off to a good start here on the slate. Hopefully, we got better <laughs> games down the line. But Pittsburgh. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, obviously coming off the, the debacle with the helmet. A, a ton of injuries here. Juju, Deontay Johnson, uh, James Conner, all sounding like they will not play this week. So you go to James Washington. I was excited to go to Jalen Samuels, and then I saw his DraftKings price at 7200 Like, unbelievable on Jalen Samuels. Cincinnati, I, I mean, Mixon, I, I don't know. This, this game, I, I don't really want any part of. Derek, what do you got? Yeah, this one's ugly as well. Uh, we got uh, the push notifications from the Roto Grinders app uh, right before coming on the show. It doesn't sound like Johnson, Juju, or uh, James Conner is going to play this week. So Steelers will be shorthanded in a great matchup. I mean, somebody's got to perform well here, but hard to trust Samuels. 2.6 yards per carry so far this season. We know he's a big threat in the passing game, but that's a tough price to pay. I uh, don't want to play Rudolph, so maybe you just play James Washington with the shower and error did there. Uh, Vance McDonald, 3,500 is the least interesting. Uh, the Bengals, 28th in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight end. So he's probably my favorite option for Pittsburgh. And then for the Bengals, <laughs> Finley's two starts, less than 300 yards uh, combined passing, two lost fumbles, two picks, seven sacks. Uh, according to Pro Football Focus, Pittsburgh is number one in total defense, while Cincinnati 31st in total offense. So I think this is a great spot to load up on the Steelers defense. Yeah, I like that. Finley's like the Kalen Balazs of quarterbacks, just as bad as it gets. Inefficient, just just looks terrible. Tyler Boyd's getting frustrated. Uh, Auden Tate's been passed up by Alex Erickson. I mean, it, it's just a mess. So, Mixon's been solid each of the last two games. That being said, I don't want him against that Pittsburgh defense. Uh, this game, pretty much a complete pass for me. Chop, what do you got here, Steelers and Bengals? Yeah, Pittsburgh's defense is a uh, is a lock button for me. I want a lot of it. Uh, I don't see Cincinnati with this quarterback being. I mean, they, he's been terrible. Like Derek said, everything, utter everything you said. Don't want Cincinnati. Want Pittsburgh's defense. And uh, if I have to pick some Pittsburgh players with those price tags, I guess James Washington with all those injuries is going to be the first guy I put in there. Even, I mean, I, I can't play Mason Rudolph. Uh, he's had some decent yardage. I mean, you look at the numbers, don't look terrible, but the way he gets there is so ugly, man. Like, you, like just check down, check down. I don't want that. It's just – so I want to pass on all that. James Washington at 5K on DraftKings is fair enough for me. I'll, that's the only play I could see on the offensive side. Yeah, Rudolph still may have some uh, seeing helmets flying at him. Very so, true. You know, a little, <laughs> little PTSD going on. So, yeah, I mean, this one ugly. Now, do you want to bet on this game? That that may be even worse. So, we got minus seven for Pittsburgh, 39 on that total, chop. Yeah, I want the under here for sure. For sure. One of these teams is not going to make double digits. So, if I assume one of them's under double digits – and the other one's got to score over 30 to make it go over, and that's not going to – just give me the under here, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, under for me, it's a, it's a lower number, but uh, I don't see Cincinnati, you know, putting points on the board. So, you know, a 21-10, something like that is where this one goes. Spread, tough. They could hang in there, but I'll go under as well. Derek, what do you got? Yeah, if it stays at seven, I'll take the home underdog. Uh, since he covered for us last week against the Raiders, and I see it as a, a similar game this week. 
All right, next one. Uh, maybe a little better. On one side, we got Miami going to Cleveland here. And uh, Cleveland, this looks like one of those smash spots should be. Uh, we've had high hopes for Cleveland going back to the preseason. But I love Baker and Odell this week. And you can make the argument for Chubb, for Hunt, for Landry in a revenge game, for Njoku coming back. I think this is one where you can choose what side of Cleveland you want to be on. But to me, this is the Odell ch spot shop. What, what do you think? I tend to agree, and I hope I hope you're right. I could sure use a good Odell game here, but I, I think, yeah, the, this is the one. If, he, if he's – I mean, listen, if he can't make it happen against Miami this week, then we just got to bail on this That's guy. That's what I said. That's it, man. Pull the, pull the cord if he can't get it done here. I mean, this guy's just – yeah, it's got to happen this week. I'll take a shot on that. I'm with you on that. Odell – Mayfield, I'll ride that out. Uh, you know, people are going to, throughout the week, you're going to hear names like Kareem Hunt. You're going to hear names like Jarvis Landry. and that, I don't want that. I just think that they get Odell rolling here, and that's that. And if they can't do it this week, then it'll never happen. So that's what I'll play on that side. On the other side over there, yeah, I mean, I think with Fitzpatrick as the quarterback, the number one guy here has been Devontae Parker. So I know Derek said he mentioned he alluded to the to the one big play last week, kind of a fluke play. But even even other than that, he's been Fitzpatrick's guy. So if I'm taking one guy to run it back on Miami, it's, it's Devontae Parker. Yeah, agree completely. And Odell, the targets have been there. It was six inches short of a touchdown last week, or, or maybe people are more excited about him. But only 7K on both sides. So, Derek, what do you think there? Are a lot of ways you can go with Cleveland. I don't know that there's a wrong answer. I'm just leaning Mayfield to Odell. Uh, maybe it is the running game. Maybe it's all of them. And I agree with Chop. I think it's Parker or Bust on the Miami side. Yeah, I mean, if we're looking at numbers, Odell's not that great of a play. But, I mean, talent and squeaky wheel narrative and matchup, it's hard not to like him at this price point. He's got to break out eventually, like you guys were mentioning. John Brown just dusted this secondary, 137 yards and two touchdowns. So, I'm right there with you. Uh, one of my favorite plays of the week. I'm fine going to Chubb or Hunt. Um, over the last two weeks, Chubb's played on 75% of the snaps. Hunt, 55%. Seems like Chubb's still getting a similar workload in the running game, while Hunt's kind of taking over as the, the main pass-catching back in the offense. I think Landry's a very interesting leverage play in tournaments because nobody's going to be on him. Everyone's going to play Odell just like us. Um, so if you're building a bunch of lineups, make sure to get some Landry just in case. Then for the Dolphins, I can't, uh, I can't make a case for anybody. Beer, if we gave you 29 carries, do you think you'd get more than 52 yards? Because I think you could. Oh, hell yeah, man. I'll, I'll cross 50 yards. That guy, he's got to be the worst player in the league. So, how does somebody look at this guy and say, yeah, he's got, let's roll him out there? I mean, Patrick Laird has looked solid in, in the opportunities given. They, they played this guy over Kenyon Drake at times. Like, what, what? Somebody sell me in Kalen Blash. Anything, something, somebody, anybody. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But I, I agree with you. I think Devontae Parker is a pretty good uh, bring it back candidate. Uh, not a great matchup against Enzo Ward, Greedy Williams, but uh, Fitzpatrick just keeps throwing in the ball. 42% air yard shared since Preston Williams went down. All right, Derek, big spread here. Minus 11 uh, looks like here for Cleveland total at 44 and a half. Dolphins had their run. They picked up their two wins. I think they're just kind of going to throw in the towel the rest of the year. I'll take the Browns. All right, Chop, what do you got? Yeah, at home, I got I got to take Cleveland here. I'm gonna go over. I think Cleveland they have the highest projected team total. I, I think they get into the 30s, and Miami's been pesky enough to to put a couple touchdowns on the board. Uh, Cleveland's gonna be missing some defenders, uh, obviously from the suspensions. 
Uh, Burnett is out for the year. So uh, I think Fitzpatrick can do enough to, to put points on the board. I will go over the 44 and a half. Next game. All right, we're getting to some better games here. We get to the NFC South here, Tampa Bay uh, and Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta's really turned it on here, Derek, lately, and, and another good spot at home, especially for the passing game. I think Matt Ryan to Julio, Ridley, uh, very much in play here. The question is, do we dare go back to Brian Hill? The matchup, a nightmare. Tampa Bay's been very good against the run, but uh, maybe he gets in the passing game, so involved in the passing game. So address Brian Hill and then Tampa Bay. What do we do there? Evans, Godwin, do we dare go back to the running game there? Yeah, love, love, love this game. Both run defenses in the top 11 and DVOA, both pass defenses in the bottom six. So it uh, should be a shootout, and it's indoors. Uh, we got two good quarterbacks at the helm. So love this game. Uh, as far as Brian Hill, the only reason I would play him is because I want to spend up a wide receiver. There's a lot of good uh, you know, elite wide receivers in good spots this week. There's not a lot of good value running backs. So well, he's not going to be able to get much going on the ground. You know, he could easily get it done in the passing game. So I'm okay with it at 4,900. Definitely not as high on him as I was last week. But uh, the real story here, Matt Ryan, uh, Julio Jones in an eruption spot, going up against probably the worst secondary in football. Uh, Calvin Ridley coming off the big game. I think he's fine once again. Russell Gage is only 3,900. I think you can play him. Doesn't sound like Austin Hooper's going to play. So uh, that opens up a pretty good target share in this offense. And, you know, I think you can just play a number of different players from – the Falcons bring it back with uh, the usual suspects for Tampa. Uh, Ronald Jones only played 31% of the snaps after he kind of broke out two weeks ago. So don't want to play him uh, against a decent run defense. I know the Falcons, uh, their defenses look good the last two weeks under their new defensive coordinator, but I still think it's a good spot for Evans and Godwin. Uh, going to be playing a bunch of them and going to be building a bunch of uh, game stacks here. All right, Chop, 51-point total here. So uh, one of those bonanza games, who stands out as the most plays here? Good, all all in the passing game. Like, I don't have much interest in it running back, although it wouldn't surprise me to see Brian Hill break out this week and do something good just because now we're not on him. Uh, I could see it happen in the passing game. I think if they if they need to pass a pass-catching running back, I think he'll be the guy, so – but uh, and then we saw what Ronald Jones can do in the pass catching game too a couple weeks ago. So I don't, you know. But I, I like the passing game here with the wide receivers. They're all good. Ridley, Jones, Evans, Godwin. Two quarterbacks are solid. Super curious. This will be the real test right here. Does switching defensive uh, play callers, you know, midseason like is it that big of an impact? Because it what Atlanta's done the first two weeks with their new defensive play caller has been pretty astonishing. If they continue that. This week against the Bucks, then I think it's for real, and we need to really readjust all of our models out there, you know, throw away all the DVOA from the first eight weeks and just worry about the last three weeks. But we'll see if it, if it pans out. I got a feeling that Tampa Bay is going to hit them up, though, pretty good through the air. Yeah, I mean, their defense up to 3,500. So, I mean, Jameis is always a good bet to throw pick sixes. We saw it last week. And Atlanta went in and shut down Carolina, who had the, the, pretty much the highest home player in every position, it seemed like, last week. Allen, McCaffrey, the receivers, Greg Olson, uh, all people were all aboard the Carolina train and uh, did not work out so well uh, for those people. So uh, let's take a look at the line. Minus four here for Atlanta Chop. Big 51, our highest total we have here. What do you think there? Oh, yeah, this is the over spot right here. Yeah. I'm going over. I agree. I, uh, Tampa Bay has been over pretty much every week. They don't play any defense. They're not going to be able to stop Julio and Ridley. So passing games. 
not as much running that keeps the clock stoppages. I think it's a slam dunk over. Derek, what do you got? Three for three. Give us over. All right, next game, another NFC South game. This one's interesting as well. Carolina and New Orleans here. So uh, Carolina coming off that dud there uh, after being competitive in Lambeau Field. Uh, New Orleans, big win on the road uh, in Tampa Bay. So coming back home here, what do we do here, Derek? Uh, again, is, is it Michael Thomas? Is it Camara? Is it, is it all the above? And then Carolina, do we just go back to Christian McCaffrey? Do we continue to pay that price? Uh, do you think this run ends? Anytime soon here. Pretty good defense here for the Saints. Yeah, I think for the Panthers, the only guy I like a lot is going to be Christian McCaffrey. It might be tough to fit him, though. Um, like I mentioned, I think there are a lot of good receivers, elite receivers in good spots. So not really sure I'll have the cap space to pay up for McCaffrey. It wouldn't surprise me to see him keep it going. You know, he had 33 last week without a touchdown. So pretty impressive stuff. Uh, Moore and Samuel kind of getting a little bit more expensive. Um, you know, one of them, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see if Lattimore ends up playing, but, uh, if Lattimore ends up being out, probably a boost to, uh, you know, both of those guys, but just not really sure I want to play them at these price points. And then for the Saints, yeah, same story as always. Uh, yeah, MT, very expensive across the industry, but, you know, he's had at least 25 fantasy points in four straight games. Uh, Panthers, you know, very good pass defense and dead last in DVOA against the run. So could be a good spot for Latavius Murray, Alvin Kamara. Uh, I still think, you know, that's probably going to be a 60-40 split moving forward. So not sure I want to pay the premium for Kamara, but um, it's a good spot for him. And then Jared Cook just continues to produce. So I think there's some good pieces in this game, but if you compare it to the Falcons game, I like that one a lot more. Yeah, I'm with you. It's just it's trying to figure out New Orleans, and I'm glad you brought up Latavius Murray. I think he could be a, an under-the-radar option. Everyone's excited about Kamara again, uh, the 10 receptions, and you see the DVOA against the run and the opponent rank on DraftKings and – Everybody's going to want to go there, but let's not forget Latavius is very involved and a lot cheaper here. So maybe not the upside of a Camara, but a very interesting there with Latavius Murray. Chop, what do you got here? Panthers and Saints. Yeah, I, uh, so I think it's I think I guess I'm a little bit more on the Carolina side than it sounded like Derek was. I actually think this is a really good bounce back spot for him here, indoors on the road in in a kind of a shootout game right here. DJ Moore, I had read something about him the other day about since the bye week or something, he's third in the NFL and targets or something like that, something crazy. Like DJ Moore is getting a lot of work, basically, is what they're saying. So I don't mind going back to Kyle Allen, DJ Moore, maybe throw in a Curtis Samuel. For sure you could play McCaffrey. I'm kind of high on the Carolina side here, higher than I think most people are going to be. Uh, and it's because I think they'll be playing catch-up and with uh, Breeze, Kamara, Michael Thomas – they got a big three. Uh, you know, Kamara's not been, like Derek said, been kind of splitting carries, but I think eventually he starts to own this backfield. And uh, I think maybe maybe it kind of started last week with a lot of pass-catching roles, and I think it'll carry over this week. I think he'll be catching a lot of passes with Michael Thomas. And those are the only three guys I need, Breeze, Kamara, and Thomas, because I took a chance last week and thought I was going to get real cute with it against Tampa and play a little Traquan Smith, and that didn't work out mm. too good. So I probably don't need to mess around with any, you know, extra pieces there. Just stick with the big three. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I, I looked at him. I didn't end up landing on him, but, uh, I mean, it, it made sense to go that route, and he was just a disappointment. But back, DJ Moore, I mean, you're right, 15 targets last week, 11, 10, 9. I mean, definitely getting a ton of targets. I know Curtis Samuel, uh, big in the air yards community, always at the top of that list. So uh, I'm more on your side, Chop, where you can stack up New Orleans and run it back uh, with McCaffrey if you can make it work. But 
more likely with one or two of these uh, Carolina pass catchers. So, uh, like DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel in those game stacks. All right, line, we got eight and a half for the Saints 47 chop. A lot of that hinges on Lattimore being out, that Carolina love. Hopefully he's out. I'm going to assume he's out or at least he's hobbled. So, with that being said, my mindset is over here. All right, Derek, what do you got? I'm going to pass on this one. I don't feel great about the line or the total. I think Carolina can <laughs> score some points, so I, I'm going to I'm going to go total as well. Derek's trying to protect his lead in the picks, so I, I see him ducking out of this game. So wait, lead? Yeah, didn't you, didn't you have the lead? No. Percentage wise, I thought it was maybe it's I don't know. I oh, that's wrong. You, you, Although you didn't give us an update yet. I don't think I received an update, so I'm going to have to get in touch with my boy. I think he forgot about us this week. So I guess I could start doing it, but uh, he's done such a, a magnificent job with it. I didn't, I didn't want to step on his toes. So. <laughs> All right, next game. Let's see, make sure I don't skip a game this week. I believe that the Detroit-Washington. So we go from, from a couple shootouts back into the gutter here. Uh, Lions road favorites. We saw – Bo Scarborough, come out, come out of nowhere and, and take over this backfield. So this one, Derek, I, I don't see a lot to get excited about. Uh, Driscoll's played well. Uh, a matchup with Washington, who's, who's actually played pretty well defensively. Uh, not too appealing here. Do we trust Scarborough again? Uh, other side, uh, McLaurin clearly frustrated with this team. I can't blame him. Geis, I don't know if he's going to get enough work. So all in all, uh, I don't see a lot in this game. What do you got? Uh, I'm a little higher on the Detroit passing game than it sounds like you are. Uh, Driscoll, he's been good, um, and he's very fast. He had 37 rushing yards in his first game, 51 last week against the Cowboys. This is probably his best matchup to date. You know, Bears and Cowboys have pretty good defenses. Uh, Redskins 26 in DVOA against the pass. I think you can pair him up with Galladay. Um, yeah, and I like that a little bit. Probably won't be trusting any of the running backs. Scarborough played 49% of the snaps, but uh, didn't have a single target. Uh, still got Johnson and McKissick, you know, sharing snaps as well. So, for me, it's Driscoll and Galladay. And then for the Redskins, yeah, Haskins looked terrible. Somehow still scored 18 fantasy points. I'm not really sure how that's possible. Um I don't know. I mean, McLaurin should be the guy we want to target here, but didn't work last week. I know they went to college together, played well together in college, but it just hasn't translated at the pro level. So, uh, yeah, for me, it's Driscoll, Galladay, and then if I have to bring it back, it'd probably be McLaurin. Yeah, how the hell did he get to 18 fantasy points? I was watching, so he must have done some damage at the end because it, it was ugly. So, Chop, uh, any more excited about this game than I am? Yeah, I'm stoked about this game. This one, this one's got me. No, I don't. I don't I like. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Detroit is. Yeah, this the Scarborough thing came out of nowhere. I'm not not a fan of Jeff Driscoll, so he's putting up good numbers, but I don't know how he's doing it. So, the only interest I have there is Kenny Galladay uh, in that game. So, on that side of it, so Galladay's my guy over there, and I don't want to mess with anybody else. Washington. Like I would, I would kind of like Terry McLaren, but I don't think this is going to be a good matchup for him. Quarterback is, uh, you know, I think eventually Haskins starts to look better, and so maybe maybe that helps him in the long run. But I don't think it's going to help him this week. I got my eye on one guy this week, though, and you know, I don't like to I don't like to take go too too far out the boat on running backs because we I really like to stick to the top on running backs, the studs, but. Eventually, Darius Geis is going to be 
like they're grooming to be the guy. Now, knowing the Redskins and what they should do is just like totally almost punt this year and slowly let him get his seven to ten carries every game and, and not go too crazy. Kind of like what Buffalo does with Singletary, except for Darius is always hurt. So you kind of want to ease him in there. But knowing them, they'll try to show off this new toy and they'll, and they'll jam him for like 25 carries in one of these games. I want to be there when that happens because the kids got talent. So I'll take a shot on Darius, Darius guys, just in case this is the week it happens. Eventually it will happen. So that's my guy this week. Sleep. A little off the board there. but I mean, he's shown the upside for sure. It's just, you know, do they give him the work? So interesting question there and a cheap play with some upside though. So I don't hate it. All right. We got lions, a three and a half point road favorites, 41 and a half here. Chop. Yeah, being on the road, I, I can't see the Lions coming out and winning this thing by more than the field goal. So I'm going to take Washington. All right, Derek, what do you got? Give me the over. 41 and a half, two really bad defenses. Uh, I know the quarterbacks aren't great, but uh, I'll take the over. We're all over the board on this one. I'm going to take the Lions. Uh, I just Washington is that bad. I, I think they I think they win this game uh, on the road. So uh, we got a Redskins bet, a Lions bet, and an over bet. So <laughs> one of us uh, will be right. Right, and watch it be under, and uh, we'll <laughs> none of us hit that. So one of us bound to be right there. All right, moving on, and still in the one o'clock window. This is one of those weeks where we only have two games at four o'clock, unfortunately. But next game we have Oakland and the Jets. Oakland coming all the way across the country to take on the Jets. Small favorites here on the road at minus three. Guys, I love the spot for Le'Veon Bell, uh, and I think he could go Darnold and some pass catchers as well, Derek, but uh, Bell looks a little bit too cheap, 6,400, 800 cheaper than Jalen Samuels, getting more involved uh, in the passing game here with the Jets, offense starting to play better, uh, Oakland gives up a lot of production through the air to running backs, so give me some Le'Veon Bell, Derek, what do you think? Yeah, pretty cheap for a workhorse running back, 6,400. You know, we were worried about his knee there for a little bit, but he seems fine. He's had touchdowns of back-to-back games. Could be a 20-plus touch game against the defense. It's 22nd in DVOA against the run. So I agree with you. I like Bell quite a bit. You know, we want Robbie Anderson to be the guy in this passing offense. But over the last three weeks, Crowder's had a 23% target share, followed by Thomas at 17%, and then Anderson at 10%. So I know he's a deep threat still. He could easily, you know, beat the secondary. But um, for me, it's just going to be Bell. I don't really want to pay a premium for Crowder. And then for Oakland, it's a good spot for their passing game. Uh, you know, the Jets are 21st in DVO against the pass, second in DVO against the run. We've seen them shut down a number of good running backs so far this season. So don't want to play Jacobs here, but I do think you can play Tyrell Williams and Darren Waller, both in uh, pretty good spots. All right, Chop, Raiders and Jets. Yeah, I think the Jets are decent enough in the air that I think they could put some points up on the Raiders. So I don't mind their passing game. And Le'Veon Bell is part of that passing game. So Bell, Darnold. Robbie Anderson. Jamison Crowder stands out. He's just getting a lot of looks lately. This is a good matchup for him. So as much as I don't want to play a Jamison Crowder, he's got to stay on the radar because of that. And then on the flip side, Oakland, yeah, the passing game is where I want to be. Waller's good, especially this week. When you look at the tight ends on the main slate this week, they're really bad. So Waller's definitely way up on the list. Tyrell. And then uh, a guy I played last week, Hunter Renfro. I mean – just going to get a lot of looks here down the stretch of the season. And he draws arguably the best matchup for the, you know, attacking the Jets defense. So Hunter Renfro stays on my radar too. All right, Chapel got Raiders minus three on the road, 46 and a half on the total. 
Oh, man. Whew. The, the three seems about right on the road, so I'm going to take the over because I think we get some passing work here in this game. All right, Derek, what do you got? Jets money line. Oh, you took my bets. Damn, <laughs> you stole my thunder. I'm with you. I think the Jets win this one, so I'll gladly take the three, but uh, put me on that money line as well. I think the Jets uh, pull it out. All right, last game in the 1 o'clock window, <laughs> Seattle and Philly. What do you, you got something to add there, Chop? Or you just like this game a lot? Uh, I like this game a lot. Okay. <laughs> you came in like you had something. I didn't want to interrupt the flow. So, Seattle and Philly uh, should be a good one. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of offense in this game. You talked about tight ends, Chop. This is one I like, the, the Philly tight ends. I, I like Ertz and Goddard here, uh, depending if you want to go expensive or cheap. Ertz getting a ton of targets. Philly or Seattle been bad against the tight end. So, uh, give me those tight ends for Philly. But we'll give it to you, Chop. Seattle and Philly, what do you got? This is a uh, fascinating game. Like uh, um, Seattle is coming off of a bye week, correct? I believe they, I believe they yes. had a bye week. Yes, that's accurate. All right, so we got that going on. I never like to attack teams, co- good teams coming off their bye week like that. That's tough. And then on the on the flip side, you got the Eagles sitting at five and five, coming off of a loss. Like at some point, I don't want to call this a must win, but man. Can they afford to dip under 500 through 11 weeks of the season and still think they're going to make the playoffs when they had Super Bowl aspirations to start this thing? This is a this is an interesting game, right? This is the most interesting game on the board this week, I think, outside of maybe that one in the 3 o'clock window that we're going to talk about in a minute. But So uh, Seattle coming off the bye week, it's uh, – Phillies are like a funnel defense. It's tough to run against them, but even every time we, we say that about Chris Carson, he always finds a way to make his fantasy points against tougher defenses. So he's on he's on there. We don't I don't think we know about Tyler Lockett just yet. In fact, like I thought they, he was really hurt. I don't know if he'll play this week or not. I don't know, but that would be a big blow to those guys if Lockett doesn't play. So if Lockett doesn't play, you fire you can fire up Josh Gordon some more. If he does play, I think he's a a really solid play in this game. Russell, this definitely seems like a blow-up spot for Russell, but he's the highest-priced quarterback on the main slate, so you got to pay for it. But it definitely seems like one of those games on the road where he's got to keep pace to keep his team in it. Good spot for him. So, And then the Eagles on the other side, we'll see what Jordan Howard does. I would not be afraid to go back to Miles Sanders again. I know he let us down last week, but if Jordan Howard is out, I'd take another stab at him. I think he's got the talent to get there. And then – uh. The passing game, more injuries, more injuries. Alshon sat out last week. I guess he's coming back this week, but I'm with you. The tight ends are, are the way to go here. And Carson Wentz, I think, is in for a nice little blow-up spot too. Not getting a super big discount on him, but assuming that he gets Jeffrey back with those tight ends, I think he's in for a blow-up spot. I don't know. This seems like a really good, solid, high-scoring game. Yeah, I mean, high total, close spread. I mean, that's really what you're looking for for a stack. And when you go with a guy like Ertz, it's going to make your lineup different. Everybody's programmed to go cheap at tight end, and I think Goddard will be a popular option. He's been great, and that's probably the guy I'm going to go if I go cheap. But Ertz, all them targets are starting to force him the ball more. And like I said, Seattle has been pretty bad against the tight end. So, Derek, uh, big game here. A lot of ways you can go with this one. What do you got? Yeah, I like the game as a whole. Just don't really love any of the individual pieces outside of the tight ends for Philly. Uh, like you guys mentioned, uh, the wideouts for uh, Philly definitely banged up. You know, Alshon Jeffrey uh, practiced on a limited limited basis on Wednesday, but it sounds like Nelson Aguilar didn't practice. So got to keep an eye on that. And then Jordan Howard was limited as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm fine going back to Sanders if Howard ends up being out. 
Uh, I like Ertz. I like Goddard. No issue there, like you mentioned. They do struggle against tight ends. And then for the Seahawks, I just don't know what to do here. I mean, I know the Eagles have been very good against the run all year, but their pass defense has really improved over the last few weeks. You know, their secondary has gotten healthy. It's not the most talented secondary, but it's certainly better than they were earlier in the year. They're now 12th in DBOA against the pass. So, yeah, I'm fine with Carson Wilson. i just not looking to force them into my lineups, I guess. All right, spread. We are looking at Philly minus two here at home. Uh, it's come down a little bit from the open, and the total sitting at 48, Dirk. Yeah, it feels like a must-win game for Philly, so I guess I'll, I'll take them. All right, Chop, what do you got? Minus two and 48. Yep. Philly, Philly at home, they, this is, they, they need to win this game. I don't have any strong leans on this one. Uh, Seattle always feels a little bit undervalued. I think they're the better team, but you guys are right. You know, it's a, a must-win spot for Philly. Total feels about right. So I'm going to pull the pass uh, on this one. Don't feel strong either way. So trying to try to pad my stats a little bit here. All right, we finally made it to the afternoon slate. Again, only two games. Kind of sucks, but we deal with what we have. So Jacksonville and Tennessee here. Derek, your team here, uh, Foles came back last week. I wouldn't say he looked great. The numbers were there at the end of the day. DJ Chark was outstanding with Foles. And that was a big question. Is it Westbrook? Is it Chark? Chark continues to be the man there in Tennessee. I think this is a smash Derek Henry spot. So 6,900 on DraftKings, 8,400 on FanDuel, though. So he's priced higher than Zeke, priced higher than Chubb, Le'Veon, Barkley, I think that's going to help make him somewhat contrarian over there. So, big fan of Derrick Henry this week, Derrick. What do you think? Yeah, Derrick Henry, this is the time that he kind of comes alive. Jags defense, 30th in DVOA against the run. So, love Derrick Henry. 6,900 seems like a pretty good price point for him. Uh, we'll pass on the Titans passing game. As far as the Jaguars, you know, they came out and said that they should have given Fournette more looks last week. And then, you know, they said they're going to give him more looks this week. But that's not the way to beat the Titans. Uh, they're 22nd in DVOA against the pass, 4th in DVOA against the run. If you remember last time these two teams faced off, Fournette had like negative 9 yards after 15 carries before breaking off that really long run. So I definitely think this sets up better for Foles in the passing game. Uh, like you mentioned, Chark has been the number one here. Last week, 32% target share, 52% of the air yards uh, with Foles under center. So I like going right back to that, Foles and uh, Chark. And then, you know, maybe if the Titans are able to build the lead with Derrick Henry, then you can play you know, those three in a little bit of a game stack. All right, Chop, Jags, and Titans. What I saw here when I was doing some research earlier was the Jacksonville defense looked kind of interesting taking on Tanny Hill, and uh, the only thing you have to avoid is getting down in this game so that they could, they force-feed Derrick Henry. Then you're in trouble. Like then, then the defense is not a good play. But if somehow they can find a way to manipulate this game and get a lead, uh, force Tanny Hill to pass a little, this defense I think is going to be really good this week. So I like the Jacksonville defense. I like the Fournette because of that. I like Fournette. If, if I think it's going to go Jayville defense, I need to have that running back is only, you know, it makes sense to have him in, in my player pool big time, too. Shark, man, I'm not going to doubt him anymore. I thought it was a terrible matchup last week, and he exploited it and was like a top three fantasy wide receiver. So I'm not going to mess around by fading him anymore. He's a good play, too. On the flip side, yeah, I can't trust the wide receivers here. Can't trust uh, the passing game for Tennessee. So if I abandon that Jacksonville frame of, frame of mind, then I can go with Derrick Henry here. So Derrick Henry is the only real viable 
player for Tennessee I want to play. All right, let's take a look at the numbers here. We got Tennessee minus three at home, 41 and a half on the total. Chop. Man, this is a tough one. The three seems like it's perfectly in line with what it should be. So I'm going to take the under in this game. And, and uh, yeah, I just don't see any scenarios where Tennessee just drops back and just wings it all over the place. So I think this game's going under. I like the under as well. Uh, both teams, I think, are going to want to run the ball. Uh, Jacksonville, you mentioned, Derek, uh, maybe not the best way to, to play Tennessee, but it sounds like that's what they want to do, and we know that's what Tennessee wants to do. So uh, I was leaning Tennessee, but anytime they seem to be a favorite at home, uh, they let you down. That being said, uh, tough for me to get too excited about the Jags. So give me the under as well. Derek, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I was tempted to lean the over, but uh, got respect for your two opinions. So I'll go with the Jags. Uh, I haven't uh, gotten a bet right on them yet this year, so might as well start now. Money line? Uh, no. Give me the, no, give just, me the plus Just three. the point. All right. All right, last game for us, Dallas and New England. Uh, maybe the game of the week outside of some of those NFC South games. This, this one should be fun. Primetime game. Uh, Dallas uh, coming off that big game. New England gets the road win in Philly. So, Chop, we're going to go to you. You're our Dallas guy. So, how do they attack this New England defense? Do we play Zeke? Do we go back to Dak in the passing game? And the Patriots, seems like the same story every week. Uh, really tough to figure out who it's going to be on any given week. Any strong leans there? Uh, for the Patriots, I think that the usual suspects are in play, which is I don't not like to mess around with their backfield too much. It just – it's a big mess, so it's usually their passing game. I think it sets up for a decent week for their passing game. Tom Brady is not the highest upside guy on, on the board. He stays in my player pool this week, but I'm not expecting a ton out of him. I think he's really, you know, what he does, he's really efficient, and he gets you the, He gets his receivers there. So it's the receivers I'm looking at. Good bounce back spot for Sanu, who led a lot of people down last week. Edelman, obviously a great play, and Dorsett is always – uh, prone to catch a touchdown pass in this setup right here. So that's that's what I like for New England. With Dallas, man, I've gone back and forth on this in my head here for the last couple of days, which is I started out with Ezekiel Elliott like, okay, this is how you beat New England's defense. You're going to run the ball. So they're going to run the ball with Elliott. But then I started thinking, Dak Prescott, do I really want to miss out when the Patriots do the zero blitz and that's what they're doing this year and they're sending everybody at the quarterback? Do I really want to miss out on Dak hitting Amari or Gallup for one of those big, long touchdowns on that zero blitz? I really think that could happen this week. I really think uh, Dak has the, the presence and is tough enough to sack in the pocket that that extra split second he, he stays up in the pocket could be the difference between Cooper, you know, a regular wide receivers a pass falling incomplete or the quarterback getting sacked or a guy like Cooper or Gallup taking it 70 yards. So I'm, I'm, I'm back and forth here, but I do think Dallas puts up points in this game. I don't know which side I want to be on, whether it's the running game or the passing game, but the way Dak's playing, I would not put it past him with these weapons to have an actual decent game in New England. So I like it all, man. I'm, you know, obviously wouldn't, I wouldn't play it all in the same lineup. I would stack this game a little bit, but at some in some way, shape, or form, Dallas is going to go over that less than twenty team total they have. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm, I'm intrigued with Dallas, just figuring out what, which one you want to attack them with. I'm, right now, I'm leaning more of the pass, and you know, then you even get into you know, Mari tough matchup. Gallup we saw come on last week. Randall Cobb has been outstanding the last couple of weeks. So a lot of ways you can go. Derek, any strong leans on Dallas? The Zeke game, a Dak game, 
Uh, maybe you don't like either. And then New England, is it just play Adelman and, and mixing some of these receivers? I'm with Chop. Tough to trust this running game right now. Yeah, so this is all speculation, but people smarter than me on Twitter.com that I follow are saying that, uh, you know, the Patriots will likely put Gilmore on Gallup, double-team Amari Cooper, which would make sense since he's been so good in one-on-one coverage. And then uh, I can't remember their slot corner, but he's very good to put him on Randall Cobb. So, I mean, if that happens, that's a pretty good way to stop this passing attack. Not that it'll work, but I kind of lean with Chop's first uh, impression of just playing Ezekiel Elliott. That's kind of the better way to attack the Patriots right now. So uh, I'll play Zeke. I know he hasn't looked great, but um, I think this could be a big game for him. And then for the Patriots, yeah, Tom Brady, under 20 fantasy points each of the last four games. The running back situation is always tricky. Not a great matchup anyway. So I'll probably just play some Edelman. Uh, and then if Sanu, if he's healthy, I think he can look at him too. All right. On the line, we got New England minus six and a half at home, 46 on the total, Derek. <laughs> I'll take the Cowboys with the points. I think uh, Patriots have had a really soft schedule to open the season. Um, I think the Cowboys are better than get, they're getting credit for in this one. Yeah, I'm with you. This is one of my favorite picks of the week. I like Dallas uh, with the points. I think they can keep this game close, potentially win this game. So uh, I'll gladly take the six and a half. Chop, what do you got? Man, you guys, you, you, you're stealing my stuff here, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like Dallas. Okay, I'll go. I'm I'm going Dallas on the point spread for the show. For the people, I'm giving you Dallas on the money line. Oh, yeah. outside of that one's got to be worth an extra point uh, if he nails that one. Anytime you get a big underdog on the money line, some bonus points there. So we're all on Dallas, but uh, should be a good game, uh, no doubt. Just wish we had a bigger 4 o'clock slate. But, again, is what it is, and uh, that will wrap us up. Well, the analysis for week 12, guys, anything you want to add, football, life, whatever you want to add here. Derek, what do you got? Yeah, last week to get into the drawing for the RG swag bag and the free month of RG premium, um, all you got to do, leave a review, hopefully five stars on iTunes. Say something nice about the OGs, screenshot it, send it to me on Twitter. Uh, last week, only three people did it. So right now, uh, your odds are pretty good of winning uh, you know, that free package. Come on, guys. We can do better. Three people. I know we only got seven or eight listening, but we can at least get five or six of you to do it. So, uh, and my boy, Eric, we need an updated spreadsheet here. So, uh, hit me up with that again, buddy. It's it's uh, good entertainment for the show, and i uh, got to see if we keep our record up there. Chop, what do you got here before we get out of here? I mean, we got this, this time next week, we'll, uh, we'll be enjoying or getting ready at least to enjoy Thanksgiving. So, yeah, you know it's winding down. This is the last week with uh, any buys. So after this week, we'll have full all teams playing. And then once you get past Thanksgiving, you'll have the huge main slates again. So I'm looking forward to all that. It's been a fun ride so far. But, man, it it, it goes by so quick, guys. I say it all the time, but it does go by quick. But it's been a fun ride, man. Can't wait. Yeah, certainly. Uh, and, again, next week we will cover the Thanksgiving slate. We won't leave that one out. So we'll have full coverage on that, our favorite plays. and. Some bets for it. I mean, nothing better than, than DJing and some Thanksgiving with some DFS, some bets while you're sitting there with your family. Uh, and as always, we'll cover oh, the rest oh. of the games on the main slate uh, that following Sunday. So One uh, more that'll thing. do it. Derek, One more thing. <laughs> so there, do, you guys, do you guys fall for the old uh, Gronk's got a big announcement coming up? 
Then he showed up at the Lakers game doing the dance with the cheerleaders. I did not see that happen. I oh, knew he wasn't coming back. I thought it was uh, him uh, slinging his weed business. I know he's gotten into some of that. So uh, You got to see this video. He was born to be a Lakers cheerleader. That guy, man, he's just living the life right now. I can't even be mad at him. So, yeah, did not see him coming back to football. I mean, when you're doing all that, why, why do you need football? I mean, go and, go and live it up. So certainly what he's doing. Chop, you good? Any final thoughts besides uh, your last final thought? <laughs> you mean you want some final, final thoughts? <laughs> uh, mean, maybe you wanted to pitch in on Gronk or any more frustration with Disney Plus or a little, see, little preview of Thanksgiving. Didn't, I didn't see the Gronk thing, but uh, let me see. Final, oh, final, final thought. Here's one for you guys. If you, if you want some free money, Derek. Derek is nailing these NBA projections along with uh, the guys he's working with. The NBA projections they put up are just spot on this year. There you go. They're just, you know, go do a little, do a little optimizing and pick a few guys that optimize and print money is what I'm being told. So, Oh, we're not supposed to uh, endorse optimizing a cash lineup with everybody yeah. else. But yeah, well, but let me tell you, it works. If you were to do that, it does work. Yeah, if you were <laughs> to do that. So, <laughs> uh, But go check it out for sure. I know Derek puts a lot of time into that. So uh, NBA so far, so good. All right, that's about an hour here. So we're going to wrap it up. We will be back next week again covering everything. A little for Thanksgiving preview and covering week 13. For Notorious, for Head Chopper, I am Beer saying salut. Best of luck this week, guys. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.